This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. You're listening to Strictly Anonymous on the Riotcast Network. Riotcast.com. Welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. Conversations with online strangers. We place ads online. Craigslist is definitely the gift that keeps on giving. Real people respond. You go to Singapore or Thailand. You can't not do it. The temptation is just too much. Real problems. Does your friend know that you're banging her? No, he has no idea. And anything goes. Motto of the show, let your free flag fly. Probably the only good advice I'll ever give you is to rehide your whips and chains. Here is your host. Kathy. Hey, welcome to Strictly Anonymous Podcast with Kathy. If you want to follow the Strictly Anonymous Podcast on Twitter, follow the show at Strictly Anonymous or me at Cartoon Therapy. If you haven't subscribed to my show, subscribe to my show. If you could write a review for my show, that'd be really great. Uh, wherever you listen to my show, whether it's Stitcher or iTunes, there's something called Podbean, I think I'm on to. I don't know. I think they just put your podcast everywhere. <laughs> so anyway, write a review if you can. Uh, if you want to be on my show, I'm always looking for people to call in. This is a call and advice show where I talk to total strangers about all kinds of things. Their private lives, their secret lives, their interesting lives, their problems. I like to help people and give them advice. I always say it's unprofessional advice because I'm not a therapist, but I think it's kind of good advice. So if you want to be on my show, send me an email at strictlydonorspodcast at gmail.com. Today I have on Hank. I taped Hank's episode so long ago I forgot about it actually. Um, and Hank is into pantyhose and I got to tell you, pantyhose by far are like my, the pantyhose episodes are like my most downloaded episodes because it turns out, I really think this is like, if you don't know, I don't know if you don't know, but I didn't know this before I started doing my show, but pantyhose is a very popular fetish like that and feet are like the two things I see on Craigslist the most. And that kind those episodes, like I said, are highly downloaded. On my show, because it turns out a lot of men are very into pantyhose. Some like to wear them, some like to put them on their face, some like to put them on their girls when they're having sex, all kinds of things. People do all kinds of things with pantyhose, and people are into pantyhose in all kinds of ways. This guy uh, is into pantyhose in his own way, and we talk all about that, like when he figured out he liked them, what he likes to do with them, and how it plays out in his life. Um, So I'm going to be right back on with Hank. Do you have a story, lifestyle, or situation you can't talk about to anyone, to anyone? Or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show? Well, Strictly Anonymous wants to hear from you. Send us an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name. And remember, everything is Strictly Anonymous. Strictly Anonymous. Uh... Hey, Hank. Welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. You're on with Kathy. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. Thank you. Great. So, Hank, you're another pantyhose guy, right? Like, And I've said this before because when I go onto Craigslist and I start looking around for things, the two biggest fetishes that I see on there are pantyhose and feet. Like, and they're, to me, they're the most like non-hardcore fetishes, you know, but like they're very I think so many more people are into it than people realize because I see more of those ads than anything right um and you found my pantyhose I mean you found my podcast my pantyhose (laughs) you found my podcast because maybe you were googling for pantyhose stuff and then you came across my podcast is that how it happened because you emailed me yes yes that's how I found it Mm -hmm. and I heard the three podcasts and they were all all completely different than yeah. than what mine is. I I'm like, well, maybe I throw my two cents in. 
Yeah, well, that's what's so interesting because I can have some people will be like, oh, I'd like to be on your show, but you've had this topic on. But I'm like, I, but I haven't had you on. I think that's what's why, like when you talk to someone maybe for five minutes, everyone seems to have the same story. But when you talk to people for an hour and ask the kind of questions that I do, everyone's story is totally unique, right? So it's like another pantyhose guy. Not really. It's another person that's into pantyhose, but has their whole, their own story, you know? And to me, it's always interesting to hear everyone's story. So um, why don't you start off with like how it started for you, like this fetish and how it came into into play as though like when were you first aware of it and stuff like that? I think it, it took place as a fetish when I was about 15 mm-hmm. and I'm 48 now. So, right. Um, but when I was 15, that's when it really took hold. And then, you know, through my therapist and, uh, you know, memory i put it together on how it started i mean it really kind of started when i was very little yeah um, and so how do you remember like so it rem- you remembered it like in therapy talking about it and stuff like did you get memories and stuff like that back well i i had told some of my memories and my therapist she said well there's where it's coming from oh right 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 and where did you guys put like where was the two and two that you guys put together like what were the memories that you had when you were really super young well, I mean, since I was a little kid, I've been watching family members, aunts, mom, you know, putting on pantyhose, you know, and it didn't click with me at the time, you mm-hmm. know, that, ah, uh, that's nice. No, I don't think so. I mean, I don't have a memory of what was going on at the time other than seeing it. It stuck in my head. Right, but you don't remember exactly what you were thinking, feeling when you saw it. But there's a reason why that's something you remember, right? It must have imprinted strongly. It stood out. Uh, Yeah, totally. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, you know, my my therapist is like, she's like, well, what did you remember? And and I told her the brands they were wearing. And she goes, oh, yeah, definitely. (laughs) Right. But and I know that you said that, like, you remember, like, masturbating at a very young age, but you didn't know what you were doing, right? Like, no, yeah, yeah. I did not know what I was doing, and I might have been doing it at the time for all I remember. You mean Um, as far as when you were watching them uh, with the pantyhose? Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you remember masturbating. How do you know that you were masturbating, but you didn't know what it was? Like, what is that memory like as an adult, right? Because it's not like you remembered it when you were then. You remembered it when you were older, right? So thinking back to it, what is, how do you see yourself masturbating, but not knowing what it is? Do you know what I mean? Because you're almost like outside of yourself, right? Thinking when you're looking at that scenario. Well, I know that it felt pretty good. Right. You know? (laughs) Right. (laughs) And when something feels good, why, uh, you know, do it a lot. Yeah, totally. So, you know, just watching TV when I was, you know, five, six, probably even younger, because I don't really remember too much before that, mm-hmm. you know, always had my hand on my penis. So, and, right. And so, I mean, you know, it's, it's something. And then, like, when I was, like, in second grade, I had my first orgasm. And it was, uh, you're climbing up these swing set poles in school and recess. And you just go, what the hell was that? You, you know, just get it by rubbing up on something. Yeah. Right. Uh-huh. I mean, it wasn't, there was no ejaculation because I was, you know, like seven or eight. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you're like, oh, that felt good. But you didn't know how to do it again. And you don't know where it came from. You know, uh-huh. Yeah, totally. Don't, isn't it really weird when you hear about these people? Because I've heard about this. I've heard a couple of people say this to me on my podcast and a couple of friends have said this to me in real life about like people who said that they never jerked off until they were like 17. I'm like, really? Like I jerked off like you. Like I figured it out. I feel like kind of by accident when I was really super young and I was like, what the fuck was that? But it felt so mm-hmm. good. And then you just like were doing it all the time because it was like the greatest thing. right? And but like it, I was really 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 young that I can't believe people it's so odd to me that they didn't sort of stumble upon it till they were 17 doesn't that sound weird to you too or am I the only one oh, I think that's weird no I, I think it's the same as you I, I how didn't how do you not notice it or like or stumble upon it because I don't think that it's not like they didn't notice it I think that they didn't ever do like it just never really happened to them like 
Do you know what I mean? For me, somehow, like a pencil wound up down there. Like, and I know that sounds really ridiculous. Like, how did the pen? But I was like really little, too young to know that a pencil down there, like, and I didn't stick it inside myself. It was like on the top. You know what I mean? And somehow it was like, holy fucking shit. Like, and I gave myself an orgasm. And I was so young that, like, you, I didn't even know what was going on. Do you know what I mean? I just mm-hmm. knew that this happened, that I can't believe. And I don't think the people that say that they didn't jerk off, that it, they that happened to them and they didn't know i think it just never happened to them and then they never and even when they got a little older they didn't weren't even curious that i'm just like at 17 you find your dick like i don't get it you know it's so weird i mean it's out there you know and he, i mean it's rubbing against something every time i know i don't, I don't understand but like so this is podcast isn't about that but i'm still fascinated about that i always tell the people like i think that's like some sort of weird issue right <laughs> and maybe we're the we have a weird issue too because we're jerking off at like before we can even remember like i mean maybe we're both fucking weirdos you know <laughs> but yeah. them at 17 and us at five i don't know but i just think it's weird but anyway so go on so you like figure out that because jerking off and masturbating is a whole other sort of topic that does come into play right you spoke a lot about that in your email as well yeah i mean you know when you first start masturbating and figuring out what it is Mm -hmm. um and then you're like you're doing it four times a day and you're looking for all these different things to uh you know what turns you on the most right and at the time when you're like 12, it, it ends up being, for me, I tried everything, you know? I mean, looking, looking at bathing suits and all this other stuff. And then all of a sudden, you come across stockings and then you're like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, that was good. Mm-hmm. And, and so everything was turning you on at the time. But then as time goes on, you narrow it down to what really turns you on. And by the time I was 15, that was when it really set home with what I was doing. And so it was pantyhose. That was it. Mm -hmm. And you know, in a weird way, you were lucky it was pantyhose because when you were young, it wasn't like nowadays, all the 20 year olds that are listening, like, you know, it wasn't like you had porn so accessible, right? So to have something as like easily accessible as pantyhose, right? You could see that shit anywhere to be porn Mm -hmm. for you. You were like pretty lucky as far as I'm concerned. (laughs) Right, don't you think? You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I mean, I, you you have no money, have, have no idea how many orgasms I've had to a JCPenney catalog. <laughs> exactly. It's like, it was like free porn. Your mom wouldn't have any idea. Nobody would know. You didn't have to go buy something in a paper bag. This is all before the internet. Like, if people wanted real, they needed hardcore stuff to turn them on. Like, it just wasn't like, you'd have to, like, find your parents' stash or, like, you know, you'd have to find it in a dumpster. Like, it just wasn't, porn wasn't available. But for you it well, was because like you said it was right. like the jc penny catalog or your aunts and, wearing pantyhose, right was that a thing well i've never done i've never done that in front of anybody right well, totally, that yeah. wasn't it was a family member mm-hmm. um but those the memory uh, and i'm pretty good about taking faces out of my images yeah <laughs> but yeah i rem- i remember you know and yes i've i've uh, masturbated to that scene again just not her if that makes any sense. Yeah, yeah, the scenario. Like, you, you make up yes. the scenario, but you use somebody else because if it was... Yeah, absolutely. I totally get that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's that's my whole fantasies is the scenarios. It's not really anything else. You right. know, I don't want to wear them. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I did wear them once or twice, but I didn't find any anything out of it just to see what it was like. But I didn't want to wear them. I just wanted to see and feel people in them. You know, mm-hmm. and so and that became like what you oh like that became like the way you sort of lived out your fetish. Like I remember you saying in your email because I didn't read you wrote me like your whole story in an email, right? I could basically mm, just read that's it. That's probably one tenth. Oh, okay, but I'm saying <laughs> I, I barely right. I'm sure every anyone can about their whole life. I mean, you're 48 years old, you know, and this is why I need to do my podcast and talk to people for at least an hour just to get some information. Right? You can't just talk right. to someone for five minutes and think you fucking know them, you know. Um, right. But you know, I didn't. My whole point is, I didn't read through the whole thing because it was so much, and I don't like to get on a call knowing everything. I want it to sort of be revealed to me, you know. But I do remember there's something being about like you going into the YMCA, like just to see the women doing aerobics. Like, I mean, like these are the kind of things you would do 
because like right to live out your to sort of satisfy your urge for your fetish right like well it, not to satisfy the urge and orgasm or anything like that because that was just not going to happen you know i what i would do is i would go to the ymca yeah and i would watch the aerobics which if you remember the 80s i don't know how old you are but i'm your age Okay, so then you know the whole aerobics uh-huh. thing, hot or uh, whole aerobics fad. That Olivia was going Newton on John, and, yeah, Jane right. Fonda, whatever, yeah, mm-hmm. right. And you know they had these outfits on, and you're just like, oh my god, as a you know twelve year old kid, see it, you like you know, and I would I would go home with those visions in my head, but it was different. They weren't just doing they weren't doing aerobics, you know. I took what they were wearing, and in my mind, I, I I made it different. What do you mean? I'd masturbate. Well, I mean, I would I would see the the outfit, mm-hmm. and what I would do is go home, and while I was masturbating, I was imagining her getting ready for the uh, aerobics class. Oh, you're right. You would just like drag it out to make it a whole scenario, right? Oh, jeez, yeah. You're obviously like a creative person, and so you and you have a vivid imagination. So that's what you like. Like that's what you get used to get yourself. I mean, I think everyone's sort of different. I'm more like you. I like scenarios. I like thinking up the stories. You know, my mind could really create like a place. You know, and I think uh, that's more a creative brain. You know, in in a sense, and 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 or having a vivid imagination. Uh, so you use that to get yourself off, which is good, right? Oh yeah, mm-hmm. I, I just recently, just recently, I'm starting to throw out some of the old. Remember those penthouse forum magazines? Not the actual mm-hmm. penthouse magazine, mm-hmm. but they had a whole book with just stories in it. Mm-hmm. I would buy that thing every month and scour through it just for pantyhose stories of somebody wearing pantyhose, and I would <laughs> take their vision, yeah, and, and then I would I would turn it into something else. Yeah, and don't you find, I was explaining this to a friend recently, because I'm just like, I could make up like really in, intense scenarios in my mind to the point where it almost feels real, and then I could get myself off that way, and I feel like, in a way, I don't do it all the time, because it's kind of like exhausting, and it takes a lot of energy that, you know, sometimes I use porn, but I have to say that the orgasm is much better and 10 times more intense and more satisfying when mm-hmm. I use my own brain to create the f- scenario and the fantasy than when I just watch porn. Isn't there a big difference to you too? Is that the same for you or just me? See, I've never been a porn person, like visual porn, like as in movies, because they oh, don't make just... the porn that I like. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, you I mean, the there's a few out the there. Songs, the music. I mean, the music always ruins it. Like, why are you Ugh. fucking put music to it? It's like ridiculous. And it's horrible music. And smoke. Somebody wants. I used to switch porn with friends. Like, I like this is back in the day. We're the same age, right? So I would have roommates, and like we'd be like, "Oh, you give me your porn, I'll give you my porn." And my one ro- guy roommate was like, "I have the best porn. Like, you're gonna. It's like the best." porn I've ever seen I was just like oh my god hand it over I'll give you mine and he gave me it and I swear to god it was like smoke coming up and dramatic music and all these like outfits and I'm just like this is like the worst shit I've ever seen like I would I would rather watch amateur porn because then I'm just like really watching real shit this is like the dumb like I'm like yeah. how do you get off on this like I it's like so bad but I think everybody's different right because well sometimes yeah. I would outthink myself because I'd read one of those stories and I would be like, well, that one can't be true because nobody runs around wearing that outfit. <laughs> That's what I mean. And, you know, <laughs> yeah. So then I had to, you know, I'd have to say, no, stop that, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you have to, it has to be really real for you. That's just the way you're wired. I'm the same way. I totally get you. So let's get back to your, so you're 15. You really realize at this point that what does it for you is pantyhose, tights, that kind of shit, right? And then where do you go from there? Only only control top, though. I mean, right. if it's just regular sheared waist or anything or, or regular re- like lycra tights. What does yeah. that mean, control top? The one that has, because I don't wear tights up for like 20 years. What do you mean control top? Like the one that is darker on the top because they're tighter? Yep. And they come down to just above, below your hip bone. Uh-huh. And it has to be that for you. Oh, there's that's a whole scenario. I mean, it, it has to be the right denier. It has to be. The run guard, and I know you're like, what the hell? Yeah, because I'm not into hose. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. If you if you 
if you wore them a lot, you'd you'd know what I'm talking about. But, right, but I how mean, did the, the you? The legs got to be right. The opacity and the panty. Oh, it's, right. But how did you, as somebody? Okay, you're a guy, right? So you're not wearing pantyhose. Were you like rifling through your mom's shit to sort of analyze pantyhose yourself? Because how did you learn all of this from pantyhose, or was it from the J.C. Penny catalog? Yeah, mostly J.C. Penny. Mm-hmm. J.C. Penny, um, girlfriends mm-hmm. um, by what they wore. Like I said, I mean, I know the brands that my family wore. Right, of you course. Know? Uh-huh. Because that and shit was laying around. Uh-huh. It was, right. So, I mean, you could say no-nonsense control top, and I could vision it in my head. Right. You know? But it, you just, over time, you you learn all this stuff. Plus, if there was anything with pantyhose, if the word was anywhere, I had to read it. Right. So, you get quite an education on it. Mm-hmm. But when you, so, did you, were you that specific, meaning like the quote unquote, like control top thing at 15, like did, had you honed it down to that specific kind of fetish yeah. and specific kind of pantyhose at 15? Mm-hmm. Okay. So you yeah. knew right off the bat what you were really into. This episode is brought to you by sax.com. At sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda, whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe every day at Saks.com. Mm-hmm, because the girls that I dated, they all wore them and... I just kind of critiqued it in my head. Like, well, I like that. I don't like that. I like that. Don't like that. And then I'd see the brands they wore, and I and then it just kind of all fell fell together. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, did like did this become like a secret for you? Like you said, like some of your girlfriends had it and stuff like that. Did you sort of keep this under wraps from people? I think your wife knows yeah. about it now because you're married, right? Yeah, I've been married twenty three years. And you told her she knows. Oh, I told her. I I told her when I was like twenty one. Right. Okay. Um, when I started dating her, but I, I, all the girls I dated, there was one before her that I told, and she was all cool with it. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the girls before that didn't. I didn't tell them. You know, because I was not. I. I you know, there nobody heard of such a thing and i'm like i'm a freak there's no way i'm telling them this are gonna run out of here screaming <laughs> yeah so. it's so funny that you think it's so freaky because i think it's so well but look at the shit i listen to like i like the stuff that yeah. i have on my show you know what i mean yeah you have ptsd <laughs> from it so <laughs> no i don't i don't even think anything is weird like i don't know i'm super open-minded so it's not but i think it's so but i i guess like when you're like inside of yourself right and you have this sort of thing and like this is pre the internet right and you're only 15 you must feel like probably nobody else is like you right i mean how because how would you know or maybe you think that other there are other people because you come across these pantyhose stories in penthouse or do you feel very much like this person that has this weird obsession that nobody else has like how does it feel as a young person it it felt like i was alone because nobody I mean, there was no internet. Yeah, uh, that's what I mean. Yeah. You know, it wasn't until probably about two, no, I'd say about 95, 96, uh-huh. that Leg Show magazine came out. Uh-huh. And that was when they started, uh, that's, no, it was before that. It was like 93 that they started uh, showing pictures with pantyhose. I was like, oh, I was all over it. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, you didn't have internet. And the only thing that I had was packages uh, from bought pantyhose and ads and I, I mean i got ads going back to like 88 right still i've, well, I've scanned them and they're on a, a drive but you know you mean for and that's what you would use yeah 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 so you felt but like you definitely felt like a weirdo right because you think like this is you're the only person and you don't know why you have this right i mean did your therapist wasn't able to sort of put it together of why right she just sort of figured Not out that how no. right and you no, can't yeah. eat it because like why it's like why do some people like chocolate and some people like you know dark chocolate you know what i mean like maybe it's just like what you're into you can't have fucking help that right i mean well, it's that's not something that happened thing. to you right that makes it yeah, they back then they didn't do that. I mean, it was every Playboy they were wearing stockings and garter belts and 
you know, high heels and, and you're just like, okay, I'm the only one who doesn't like this, you know? So, well, you did like the stalking part, right? Well, uh, yeah. I mean, but it ruined the whole thing when you see it end there. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? You need to see that top part, which to me is the most unattractive thing of the part. I mean, to me, it, it's, but yet that's what does it for you. Well, did you, uh, you've never paid attention to this stuff because you're not a guy, but yeah. You, I know that when I was young and single, going out to bars and stuff and you know the the working class would come from the bars and they'd have their business suits on or their skirts yeah they'd sit on that sit at the bar to cross their legs and all of a sudden you get that little peak of uh-huh. control top and you're just like yes because uh, now so, you know yeah now you know what they're wearing mm-hmm. and then in my brain i've already i've already gone back eight hours when they started getting dressed and watching them get dressed right just I- sitting there Right. And that's the so that's the control top sort of gives you like a frame of reference. Like, right? It's like there's something mm-hmm. about that, right? Because without that, what does it matter? Kinda. Of. I totally I kind of like understand that in a in a weird way. Mm-hmm. Because I like I said, my my, my therapist said that, you know, you're a voyeur that right. you like to see women get dressed in pantyhose. They have to be wearing pantyhose. Right. And she's right. She's absolutely right. You know, because I just seeing somebody walk down the street with a skirt on and doesn't do anything. I got to, I got in my mind, I got to play out the scenario. Right. It has to be the whole thing because I know that there were scenarios you talked about. And I'm like, are these real or not? Weren't there scenarios with your mom and her friends and people like, but these were not, these were made up scenarios in your head. These weren't real scenarios, right? The one I just told you now, um, yeah, and I, I didn't even know that person. It's just somebody at a bar. No, no, no. I'm talking about when you talked about your mom's friends. They would cut, like, were those, like, I guess you would see your mom's friends and they would come over and they'd be in something and then you'd take it further in your mind. Right, right, right. Take it further in my mind. Now, I did see my mother. I mean, she got dressed for in front of you like there was no tomorrow. My right. whole family did that. Uh-huh. And I didn't think anything of it at the time, but now I look back on it and it's, you're going, hmm. What do you mean? How old <laughs> well, that. Yeah, that's where it started. Oh, you think it was because you were watching your mom put on pantyhose? My mom, my aunt, like I said, my mom. She always wore silkies. Uh-huh. I don't know if you remember those. Uh, they the buy the mail once. Yeah, no. <laughs> you know they uh-huh. used to send them in the mail back in the eighties, and okay. I see them come in the mail and all this other stuff. So I knew what brand she wore. My aunt was a no nonsense control top fanatic. Oh my god, know. hilarious! So they'd be changing right in front of you, and so. Mm-hmm. And because there's this weird complex, right, that goes on where you're like a kind of attracted to it. Like, is that the thing? Because there is not at the time. No, but isn't you know, there a... like a weird time where you feel sexually attracted to like your mother, but like you're not supposed? Like, I don't know. Like, is it like because you're not attracted to your mother, right? In like when you're older, and so if you're seeing no, her put yeah, on yeah. This is like pantyhose, five or six why do you old. connect it to sex? Like, why does it get connected to like your, you know? to sexual arousal for you like what did your therapist say about that that i possibly masturbating while i was meaning like not full-on like just rubbing myself under the covers or something you know while i was watching this and then all of a sudden it all clicked together and later on it really just settled together right but were you right okay but were you jerking off because you were watching and it was made you horny seeing the pantyhose on them or were did that just happen by coincidence and then it became like a trigger oh that's what you said Mm. Mm -hmm. yeah i don't buy that i I mean i think Uh you just i think it's just something that you were into i think some you're just like born that way don't you think i mean how many think of all the people that are into pantyhose i mean they all that all happen the odds of that happening by accident to all these people that are, in pant- I think, is very is not that high. Yet there's so many people that are into pantyhose. I don't buy that theory. Really, it's an interesting one. I think it's more about what I said, which is that there is this weird time when you're very young that you have a sexual attraction to your parents, like it's some normal thing phase that goes through. And maybe during that time you saw a lot of pantyhose, and then it connected. Or you were just born with like a thing for pantyhose, right? I don't know. I mean, nobody really knows, you know? Yeah. It's not like you could go back and, you know, go back in time and and do a 
Sometimes you can. I think when so, like I had on a guy who was like into, like, could only think about his mom or his sister when he would have sex, and but, and I was <sighs> able to go. I know it was hardcore, and I felt for this guy because it wasn't like something that he was happy about. It was like a real problem for him, and uh, I could, I felt like I was able to go back. It's one of the most interesting podcasts I did that I was able to go back with him and figure out when he got sort of wired improperly. Because to me, that's an improper wiring because he was not. Happy mm-hmm. with that. He didn't like it. It kept him from having intimate relationships with like real people, you know. Um, so I but I think in your situation, it's not an improper wiring that this is what you like. It's just like what you like. Like I said, it's like some people are born loving what like I didn't like chocolate when I was little and everyone loved chocolate. Like I was way happier on thanks on Halloween if you gave me a bag of potato chips. Like I didn't give a shit about candy. That's just the way I was born. That's not some sort of weird thing, you know? So I think with mm-hmm. candy hose, it's the same thing. It's just something that like you're into for some reason. And I don't think it's a a wiring, a weird wiring. I think it's unique, right? Because it's so specific. Mm-hmm. And I think maybe it got very specific because of what you saw around your house. But I think maybe you just have a thing for that, right? Just like visually or in your mind, it's what turns you on. I don't know. Physical too. I mean, I I like the feel of them on my fingertips. That's it. Right. But what about jerking off wearing your mom? Like you did jerk off wearing your mom's pantyhose a couple times, right? And you said you think she found out about that or she knows? Yeah, I I think so because I, I stole a pair. Cause I was I was in that experimental 12, 13 year old phase, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. where I'm trying to figure out what really turns me on. I'm like, okay, I'll try this, try this, try this, try this. Right. Well, so I borrowed a pair and I jerked off in them. I didn't get anything on them. Thank God. But I put them in the drawer in my drawer because she had come home while you were in the middle no way of it. Right. Yeah. I couldn't sneak it back in there. So meanwhile, I forgot to put them back and she obviously got them out of my drawer, which he was putting like clothes away or something. Yeah. So she never said anything to me. I was like, Oh boy. <laughs> yeah. She, you know. Yeah. Maybe she didn't think, maybe she didn't know for a fact that you like put them on and jerked off, but she might've thought like you were like, maybe, you know, sort of trying things out, <laughs> but she didn't say anything, but you did do that a couple times. Was it a real turn on for you or obviously not because it wasn't no. something that you sort of kept doing. No. Yeah. It didn't do anything for me. No. You know, like I said, you're through that experimental phase where you're trying everything to see what maybe this is better than this and maybe this will give me a better orgasm. And it wasn't, you know, Uh huh. it was it was more the visual seeing it on a woman touching their legs, touching their stomach. Like, I love that pooch belly, you know, that that you kind of get that little bulge. I know you're going, you're going, you're, you're cringing right now because my like wife if, does the same thing. What if you get the, if you wear like something really tight and then the, yep. the fat comes over it, that's what you like? Not over it. No, in the pantyhose and the, in the stomach area where the seam comes up. Uh-huh. You know, how, you know, if you're looking from the side view, you, you kind of get that little belly because the waistband kind of comes in. Yeah. And, and my wife, it just, she, she cringes every time she's like, ah, ha. <laughs> she's like because you like it and she just wishes yeah. it didn't exist and you're like oh my god that's the right. thing that does it for me well you know she's like i'm gonna go jogging and i'm like no don't do that oh my god that's <laughs> so funny did you feel weird when did you start to feel okay with your fetish because at a you know you said you told your wife at 21 so obviously you started to feel not so sort of weird about it that you confess to people right because if you felt that weird you would have kept it a secret which you know people I, do all the time i thought you know because I, I could see it wasn't going away so the the girl i dated before my wife yeah i that's when i just decided just you know own it go with it you uh-huh. know because it's not going away, so you might as well just try to, you know, work with it and let them in on it and have some fun with it. Right, you know? and it's not that big of a deal because it's not like, I mean, I've had all different pantyhose guys. I mean, yours is even like to me less hardcore because you don't, you're not stealing them. It's not like you're wearing them 
over your head and jerking off in the bushes like one guy I had, right? I, I, I heard that one, yeah. That one was great. It was not like, you know, you're the other guy that wears them. He's not even getting turned on by it, but he just likes to wear them out on hikes and stuff with his wife. You're not that either. I mean, you no. just like for your girl to wear them, right? And they have to right. be a certain kind. Now, do you like to like fuck her with them on? Like, and you put a hole in there? Like, because I've heard that scenario too. Yep. Or... Do you like to take them off? Nope. I like them on. So what do you do? So when you tell your wife, right, like how does she react? Is she like no big deal? Okay, that's no big deal. Or does she get freaked out about it? No, no. She never got freaked out about it. I mean, we had some discussions later on about it that she was just kind of like, really? You know? What do you mean? Like what scenarios did you tell? Like what stories did you tell her that she was like, what do you mean? No, no. Like she she just kind of got sick of it. You know, oh, <laughs> right. You know what like I mean? an obsession just, uh, of yours. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know, and, and dealing with my therapist, she's like, she, I understand it a lot better now. The, what, are, what are her mind is when you tell her that, you know. What do you mean? But, she understands it now, but does she go to therapy with you like you have the same no, therapist? Or when you no, come I, home and tell her what the therapist says? No, no. Here's what it is. My yeah. therapist filled me in on what she's thinking. Oh, right, because, right. Mm-hmm. you know, she's thinking, well, he really doesn't love me. He's, he just loves a pantyhose. But that's not true. I mean, if she's not in them, it doesn't, you, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. It, them by themselves is nothing. Just sitting there piled on the floor or something or in a, you know what I mean? Or in a drawer. But that, what about, nothing. you know, Sally down the street, if she's wearing them, is that the same? Or it's if your wife wearing them is a whole different, like that? Well, it's anybody wearing them. Right. But usually when it's somebody down the street, it's a, it's a nameless, faceless person. Right, it's just a scenario, like you said. It right. doesn't matter. And when it it's with my wife, it's it's the whole package. Right, of course, right. And so she just needs to know that. And I guess because, like, mm-hmm. after a while, if someone goes on and on about anything, right, a girl's going to start to think, like, what the fuck? You know, <laughs> that's just how girls are. Right. We think. So a I lot. started to be a little more. I put a filter on on, on how much I talked about it. Kind of kept some of it to myself. Right. Uh huh. You know. Mm-hmm. No, nobody wants to hear all that <laughs> right but do you have like can you get sort of turned on with her by like you know regularly without stuff does yep. it have to be every time the pantyhose was the nope. first time that you like caught a hole in it was she like what the hell are you doing or was she like totally game she was game yeah she was game. but, but she had an end game also she wanted me to marry her so <laughs> <laughs> yeah girls are funny like that you know what I mean yeah <laughs> she's funny like that every girl and has a so different far, amount of, yeah every girl has a different <laughs> amount of time that they could be kind of phony enough just to get like to lock down the guy <laughs> you know yeah. some people are like i can only do it for like two months that's why i've been single all my life i just can't you know i can't do it um but some women could do it for a very, well most women can do it for a long a very long time you know and then they get married and then they become the real selves <laughs> Well, and she I think that's smart. Bad, you know. What? She wasn't that, she wasn't that bad where she's just like, exactly. okay, now I'm married and blah, blah, blah. She's like, you know, okay, let's not get crazy with this, you know. And I'm like, okay, okay. okay. So how many you know? times would you say like once a month? Like how many times does she have to put on pantyhose with a hole in it and have sex with you? I mean, I don't think that's any big deal. I mean, like what's the big deal, you know? Well, once – well, when I was younger, it was like once a week. Right. Uh-huh. You know? Um, but as I got older and, you know, you know, she's the same age as me. Yeah. She's, she's got some body image issues now and she doesn't want to do that at all. Oh, she doesn't you know? want to put on the pantyhose, you mean? No. You think she no. wouldn't mind because maybe if she's out of shape, it would like hold everything together. <laughs> That's what I told her one time. And she's like, what? <laughs> she looked at me like I was, you know, some nut. Well, you know, sometimes a woman, when you're not feeling good about yourself, you know, you could read yeah. an insult into anything. Like someone could say anything and you could be like, hear it as an insult, you know? Um, yeah. When know. you're not really insulting her. But I get that, especially if she has her period or PMS. Forget about it. So, yeah, no, yeah. Right now, she's not really that into it. Right. I mean, if I asked her, I know she would. Mm-hmm. But I just don't want to bother her with it, you know? Let me ask you this. Did you get into therapy because of this fetish or just like you went into therapy for other things and this came up? Um, I went into therapy for anxiety. Mm-hmm. So my regular doctor put me on. like. Hold on, hold on. For some reason, this thing. Okay, how come? You were getting anxiety attacks? 
I, I, I was I didn't know what anxiety was. Okay. Okay. Uh-huh. But somebody said you should go see somebody about it. So I go. So okay. So I go to my doctor first. He puts me on Lexapro, uh-huh. and I can't masturbate. Oh, it took away your and sex like, drive. No, 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 no. That was, the sex drive was there. I just couldn't masturbate. I could not. What get does that to mean? Ejaculation. Oh, you couldn't. It, so you couldn't complete. You couldn't go to completion. Right. You could get horny, but you couldn't come. Oh, yeah. I was okay. twenty years old. That's you know. That's weird. Uh huh. You know, so then I start going to, they said, well, my, my doctor said, well, you should go to a therapist. They, they know how this stuff all works. It's all chemical. And I'm like, okay. So imagine this. So, you know, you go to your therapist for the first time. What are we here to see you for? I, I can't masturbate. You need to help me. You know, <laughs> right. that's not usually what they hear the first time. <laughs> but wasn't it because you were on Lexapro? Yeah. And I told him, he goes, what are you taking? And I go, Alexa Price goes, well, there you go. That's the problem. And I'm like, well, how would I know that? <laughs> you know? So that's how it started. And then, you know, then it moved into the pantyhose and the, the, this and the wife and, you know, learning about things. And, and I, my anxiety was pretty much done, but I was enjoying learning all this new stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. About yourself, you mean? Yeah. So, you know, like where, you know. How well, and my wife too. Did you, did <laughs> I, you stay on the Lexapro or did you get off of it and then therapy? Oh, no, I've you? been off of that for 20 years. It, right. Um, I use, uh, what is it now? Cetraline. It's a uh, one of the original, not Prozac, but one of those ones. It's the generic version. And you use it for anxiety. I mean, that's a whole other topic. I've never had anyone on my show talk about that kind of thing. And I think it's just so common. And such a thing and so many people are on such different things. What I can't believe and I love that you actually go to therapy too because I think it's very important. What I can't believe is that people prescribe, right, these kind of drugs, whether it's Xanax or Prozac or Lexapro or anything or the one you talk to people, but yet they don't say that they have to go to therapy. You know what I mean? Like if you're having Mm -hmm. hardcore anxiety or panic attacks or whatever it is that you're, you know, need medication, like don't you think you should be forced to go to, like to me it should just be a given, yet there's so many people I know that are on this stuff but they don't think they need therapy. It's like, then why the fuck do you need medication? Like you wouldn't need medication if you didn't need therapy. It's just so beyond me you know and I think it's uh so I think it's great that while you do this and you have a handle on your anxiety you're still you know taking the time once a week or whatever it is you know to just sort of talk about shit so that you could you know make yourself better you know what I mean and maybe ease that anxiety because that's coming from somewhere you know and that's the kind of stuff that you can work on in therapy and can make that go away I well the therapy also taught me that I'm a sepsis obsessive compulsive uh-huh and that's part of the reason why i'm so uh specific about the pantyhose and- oh so it's a little bit of a, the ocd in you too mm-hmm. do you have that hardcore like are you one of those no. or you just have it no. slightly slightly yeah but but you know that that creeps out of it still to this day the other the other stuff i've pretty much eliminated for that stuff i mean i used to cut my grass and if the lines weren't right i'd be like uh you know you mean if you weren't going in a straight line yeah i mean if i didn't cut it straight enough i'd be and it would freaking be, out i must be ocd too because like all these things that you're telling me like i could totally relate to that and that's ocd i think that's just being very specific and you just like things to be perfect but maybe that is ocd i mean listen i had panic and anxiety from a very young age i've never t- i took medication i think when i was in high school because i was getting thrown out of high schools and then i got off of it and i've never taken anything since because i've always just tried to manage it on my own but like i totally understand that and I think like you like with the scenarios and stuff so I get like that you that kind of brain could definitely make things you know if you're super imaginative right and you're very creative and you have and then you think a lot right and then you have a slight mm-hmm. OCD and you put all that together you're just like a recipe for disaster <laughs> as far as like panic attack and you know because it's all that's all like they call it an AA like stinking thinking you know your mind could really create you know besides creating these great sort of jerk off scenarios for yourself right it could also create mm-hmm. anxiety and panic in your life you know and that's what your intense mind does right um, that's that's it and that's why now um that medication helps me to not overthink things yeah not mm-hmm. sweat the small stuff mm-hmm. um, and it works yeah 
And does it? Look but I want you... to sweat the stuff about the pantyhose, so that's why you switch you to know. this stuff. Now, does this stuff have any side effects for you? No. And After you've a been while, on it forever? It just, yeah. I've been on it forever. Right. And it still works. Do you think that if you got off it, like you would be, all that stuff would come back? I mean, I should probably be on fucking medication. I don't know why I stay on it. I don't know. (laughs) I've never, it's been a long time since I've been off of it. Right. So you just do it all the time and it just takes that little edge off. And yeah, in in that I'm afraid that, you know, you have to, you can't just gold cold turkey on those things. Listen, if it's not giving you any side effects, and it's completely, yeah. you know, taking away that stuff that makes you kind of mental. Like, why not? I think that that's great. And you still have your sex drive, right? And it's not mm-hmm. like it's it's dulling well, you to the point where you can't sort of like live. Not life, like I did right? in my twenties, but yeah. But know. let me tell you, that's a lot of that's most guys. That's normal for guys. That's not your yeah. medication. I I've said this on yeah. a recent podcast, like. All my guy friends that are like, I see it around 48, 49. Some of them aren't that way, but I think they're like something's going on with them. But most of my normal guy friends, 48, 49, they're like slowing down a little bit. Even the hardcore players, it's like a very different scenario. A little bit. It's not like they can't jerk off, like they can't have orgasms, right? But it's it's very different than a 25-year-old guy. That's why a lot of women in their 40s are fucking 25-year-olds because like the guys in their late 40s aren't the same way. It's like a thing, you know? <laughs> I mean, up until about 10 years ago, I masturbated every day. Right. Of course. Well, I think no, most guys I should do, say right? probably more like five years ago. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Every day. Right. And now eh, two, three times a week, if that. Right. And now you've been married for like 20 something years and I'm assuming you're faithful yeah. to your wife. Oh, yeah. And so yeah. you just keep and so everything's been fine, like because you're on that medication. So like you don't. Uh, have your anxiety and panic. You're in heart therapy. All, like you go once a week, once a month, once a month. Okay. Um, and so, and that, and have you ever done therapy with your wife, or does she go separately? No, or she just don't you? believe in it. She doesn't. <laughs> but that's cool no. that she, maybe she doesn't need it, and that's why you guys are a good pair. She's the fucking normal one in the relationship. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's, that's for sure. What? <laughs> She's definitely the normal one. There, well, that's what you need. That's good for you. That's why you guys have lasted. I mean, opposites attract, right? I mean, imagine if you were with someone like me who overthinks just as much as you. We would never leave the fucking house. It's not good to be with someone. <laughs> that sounds like, like fun to me. I don't ever want to leave the house. Yeah, of course, right? But you need that other person that's just so normal. I think that that's great. Like my favorite boyfriend was kind of dumb. He didn't think a lot. And when I would just keep going on, he'd be like, could you just stop? Like, you know, and I was just like, he was like really good because he would just like sort of cut me off at a certain point, you know, but like, right. so I don't think it's good. So I do think that that is the perfect match for people like that. You know, somebody like your wife who, yeah, she doesn't believe in it, but she probably doesn't need therapy. <laughs> she's probably okay. Oh, she, she's lasted this long with me. So obviously she's doing something right. Listen, I don't put up with my nonsense. Yeah, but I don't listen. I don't think you seem like that bad. I mean, I think, you know, uh, your sort of fetish is very specific. You, you know, but and and it plays out. It's very interesting. But like, I don't think it's uh, that bad for a woman to have to deal with. You know, I think it could be a lot worse. So you're not bi, right? I think one of the guys was no. bi too. Like, you know, it's not all the stuff that you're putting on to, you know, your wife to sort of accept. I don't think it's I mean, that she's bad. gotten she's gotten upset with me about it a few times. She doesn't I used to buy all of her pantyhose and then she's <laughs> like, I can buy my own You know. <laughs> okay. You know right, but then she it's she not even like you want to like. wear them. I think that might be a little bit hard for a woman to swallow. But like women are very forgiving. If a woman finds a man she really likes, like, I mean, we really put up with a lot to if we <laughs> like a guy. I mean, just the way women are fucking built. It's just, it's just, yeah. you know. So I think even like, you know, I'm a woman, right? If a guy gives me a pantyhose like your scenario, who cares? If he likes to wear it, uh, that might be a little bit weird, you know, but like if he was really like the one and everything else is great, like, okay, like, I mean, you just like learn to accept things. But I really don't think your stuff is that hard to accept, especially because you're so sort of self-aware about everything and you're very open about it, right? I mean, Mm -hmm. it's not like any of this is a fucking secret. I mean, it's probably not like something you've told your mother, right? Or any of your family. No, nobody knows about it except my wife. Right, exactly. Do you have kids with her? Mm Mm-hmm. Right, so your kids are like whatever. Um, And just your wife. 
Yeah, I mean, why would they know? It's like no kids know about their parents' sex life. It's a part of your sex life, right? Nobody's parents really know, right? I mean, that's not something that any, you know. But it's not like you're living like a double life or anything. You're kind of like the yeah. most tame of all my pantyhose guys, don't you think? Well, that's why I thought it was so different because yeah, these guys want to wear them. They want to go out and expose them, and and they don't. It's not about who's in them it's about them with them it's more of a me i like to see other people in them and that's why i I sent the email because yeah it's a total i I mean i i don't know i mean every time i read a story about that nobody's like me nobody i mean they 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 kind of fall in that niche where they're always wearing them or they're you know they're doing something way opposite of what i'm doing you know Right, I mean, I mean and they take it way farther, right, okay. On message boards with yeah. people uh-huh. on this stuff, and, and they don't, they're, I can't talk to them because I have nothing in common with 90% of them. Why, because they're all like my other callers, like they want to wear them, they want to like, do, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, they want, and they're into these new fangled ones that I don't like. You know, like Wolford. No, but let me just tell you, these guys all say the same thing. They all like the nude ones. You like the nude, yeah. right? I don't care. Oh, you don't care. You just want control no. top. So they could be black. They, they could, could be, be white. Navy. They could be, yep. Oh, interesting. Yep. They just have to have the control top. And they got to have the right denier. And, have you, you ever know. Googled control top pantyhose fetish like with control top and quotes like have you ever been very specific about your googling because <laughs> i'm oh, sure uh, how hate... did i get to your show i know but i can't tell you like i i don't know what really the internet is the funniest part of the internet to me is like i think before the internet existed i thought it was so fascinating and interesting and unique and then i go on the internet and now the internet exists and i realize like i don't think interesting things like every there's so many people out there that are thinking the same shit that are into the same shit like I I hate to burst your bubble, but I really think there's probably people out there that are just like you. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I'm sure there are. I mean, I, I mean, I love Google Images. Right. I do that <laughs> once a week because <laughs> I'm I I, I you got to understand. For me, yeah. finding pictures on the internet, and I have a collection. Right. Okay. Of the and, pantyhose, you mean pictures? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, is that it has to be just right. For me, it's like finding a pearl and like three million oysters. Right. Okay. Right. Mm-hmm. So I I constantly Google image stuff, and hopefully, like somebody snapped a picture and happened to you know tag the word. Right. And, so you can get more that, like it. Right. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. the best pictures I have are just average everyday people taking a picture of their wife in the bathroom drying her hair, wearing a bra and a pair of pantyhose, and that's it. I'm like, oh my god. Oh, that's, that's like mecca point. to me. And that's your point. Yeah. Dad, your wife must know that you jerk off to these kind of pictures. Oh, yeah. She doesn't give a shit, right? No. Right. No. She doesn't want to see it, though. She's just like, you know, whatever. You know, uh-huh. she, she she kind of tries to avoid it a little bit. You know, she but she I used to take pictures of her. Mm-hmm. You know, right. I've got pictures of her getting ready to go to work. Right. And in the old, you know, back you like. in the 90s. That's your yeah. foreplay right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Back in the 90s. And, you know, I still have them. They're on film camera, you know. <laughs> right. And, and, you know, I've got, I had a ton of pictures of her. Right. She's not doing that anymore. But. Why? Because the, she feels like a little bit older and self-conscious about her body? Oh, she's more self-conscious now. I mean, you know, she's, mm-hmm. she's a grandmother now. So. Oh, my God. You know? Well, you had kids really young. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know. But uh, she, she's not, it's not, she'll do it for me, but you bring a camera out, she'll go through the roof, you know? <laughs> so now I spend time, you know, trying to find those pictures like that. And it's not the person. Right. And I don't, they don't have to be a perfect body. They don't, I don't care about that. They could be black. They could be white. They could be Indian. I don't care for Japanese though. And I don't mean Japanese people, Japanese pantyhose. Why? What are they, Japanese pantyhose like? They, they, they. They make their, they have their own way of making them, and I just don't like it. You know, mm-hmm. the Japanese. Why? Because they don't have panty, They don't have control tops, or they. Oh just no, different. they do. Yeah, it's just it, it's it's totally different. There's no run guard, and a lot of times they don't have the the, the cotton crotch, and you know, and and, and it's just. Oh, you like the like cotton it. crotch? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's but got, don't that's you cut be, that out, or you want to? You can that. cut it out. I prefer. The only reason I cut it out is to have sex. Right. Uh huh. 
if it wasn't for that, if I'm just jerking off, my wife used to just get ready for work and I'd jerk off watching her, right. you know, in the mornings. Right. That's a huge fantasy. I love that's the that's the scenario I play out in my head. 95% of the time while I'm masturbating. Right, which is some a woman getting dressed for work mm-hmm. and putting on her pantyhose. Mm-hmm. You know, the one leg at first, sitting on the bed, then the second leg. And then, you know, and, and you know, I've as my mind goes, I, I, I kind of understand why women don't really like them is because they don't put them on right. What do you mean? You know, well, I, I've seen people put them on that weren't my wife, you know, like in videos and stuff like that. Yeah. And they just whip them on. And uh-huh. That can't be comfortable. You gotta, no, you gotta straighten it out. Right. You gotta straighten that seam out. And oh, the center I mean, but, and then, the but like, you don't understand because you don't fucking wear them. As them, I don't. Yeah, right. I don't want to ruin your fantasy or anything. But I'm no, gonna, you're not. But I'm gonna because when you start walking around in them and then they start moving, like you can't just keep them in the right. And then they start uh, the crotch starts going down. Like if you're not wearing, you know, t- like pants, you know, you're wearing. They start to sort of come down a little bit, and you're always pull- this. The, so there's nothing more uncomfortable <laughs> than pants. Well, if you ask me. So my wife used to say. Oh, I don't like them. And I said, well, let me, and that's when I started buying them. Right. And I went up one size from what the package said. Uh Uh-huh. I, um, also, I told her how, make sure to, you know, I bought her the kinds with the thicker waistband. Yeah. And then I, when she put them on, I said, see, put the seam like this, seam like this, take your time. Don't, you know, and she goes, you know what? They are more comfortable if you do it right. Oh, so you, okay, so maybe because you're such a connoisseur and you've watched so many videos and you just study them and know so much, like, maybe you should do, like, a YouTube, like, you know, how-to video. I mean, you don't even have to show your face and tell women. Because I'm telling you, as a woman, like, I don't wear them because maybe I'm, and maybe it's like what you're saying. Maybe I don't know how to wear them properly. Can you explain to my listeners again exactly how to do it? It also it has to do with the brands and things like that. Well, give the scoopage. Get tell the tell the the perfect scenario, the perfect pair of pantyhose for a woman to buy to remain comfortable in all day, and how to well, put them on. You, you got to put them on first before you even get them above your knee. You got to straighten out the toe and make sure that the seam's right because otherwise you're going to put a hole in them, and that's one of the biggest mm-hmm. but problems. But what's the perfect brand? Oh, oh, the perfect brand. Yeah. Uh, I think that for the money, Hanes Silk Reflections, okay. I think that's what it's called. Okay. Uh, I think that that's probably the 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 one for the money. Right. Um, as far as like durability and everything else, and, and the way they look, yeah, those those are the best. You get into some of those, uh, you know, fashiony ones that are really low denier and, and they rip easy, you know. Yeah. And I mean, you you get a p- good party. That's where you wear them, and then you can only wear them once, and they cost a lot of money. Yeah, totally. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But but these some of these brands are better because they're more comfortable. If you go to a, if you just go to Walmart and buy the Walmart brand, now that's you got to look at the you got to look at the, the the fabric, the amount of lycra to nylon. Right. Uh-huh. And you 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 generally don't want anything that is less than twenty percent lycra. Okay. No because, less, right? Because the lycra right. is what's thick, right? Like I like lycra and pant. Like it gives if you that want, shine yeah. too. Oh, uh huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the control top. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't <laughs> like the shine, but that's okay. I don't. I, this is you know. Um, well, sometimes too much shine I don't like, but there's a just a right amount. Right. Okay. And know? so, how, and then how do you put this? So you put them on before you put them over your knee. You want to make sure that the little thing is straight on your on your toe. And then when you pull them up, will you make sure the line is right on your crotch? Yeah. You, well, first you you make sure that the crotch is up high enough. Yeah. And if it's not, you're having a hard time with it. You might have to go up a size. And I know women don't want to hear that. You know, <laughs> they're like, I'm not going to size C. I'm staying right. with B or yeah, something yeah. or I'm A and I'm not going to B. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. And and it's just like well, it's just a number, you know. Yeah, yeah, totally. I had a friend like that. She just thought it meant she was fat. It's like every brand makes things differently. Who fucking cares? Just wear like you want it to be yeah. right. You know what I mean? Whether it's pants or whatever, who cares about the size? But I think. And if you're wearing like control top or something, you want to make sure that those lines are right. Right. You don't lines. want the right leg come the control top coming down lower than the left leg because that means you're not on right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I, I don't know. know how you could wear it like that. Right. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, it just, I've not, I don't, like I said, I don't wear them, but it just seems uncomfortable to me just based on like, you know, when I put on boxers or something, if they're not doing something right, then it's uncomfortable. Right. Mm-hmm. But did you and teach your wife how to do this? Yeah. Yeah. And, and then you teach her that, or did you tell her like, listen, babe, I really like to watch you put one foot in one leg and like, you know, get oh, ready for work. Ago. Right. And so that's like yeah. her thing. So she does it for you. Yeah. But mm-hmm. she doesn't wear them that often anymore because like I said, she's got some body image issues. She doesn't want to wear skirts. She doesn't want to, wear, you know, she wants to wear pants all the time. She doesn't, she does she's. And, it's and also not fashion. It's not like in style. I don't think anybody wears tights anymore. I don't think so. I mean, maybe well, black ones. You live, I guess you don't mind. Wait a minute. You live in New York. When yeah. I was in New York uh, two winters ago, I saw. I thought I was in heaven. You yeah, know, you know, I forget winter. that. You know, but I forget that you're not into nudes. Like, it's not the nude for you. You like all different colors. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. So, yeah, you're right. In New York, it's very different. I'm thinking, you know, the the guy who like nude. I mean, it's very rare that I find a girl wearing nudes. No, because things. it doesn't matter to me. I'm playing into the scenario through my head of, right. you know, how, her putting them on that morning, getting ready, you know, and all this other business. You know, that's, that's what it is for me. I don't care what color they are. In my scenario, whatever color they're wearing is what it's going to be. Right. Uh-huh. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. But I don't. Like I said, it seems to be making a comeback. I mean, my wife always wore them. It's not that she does thinks they're not fashionable anymore. She doesn't care about that anymore. She's yeah, you like, know what? It, listen, I do what it, I want to do. It could be like the hottest fad right now or the thing that's so in in style. And I would have no fucking idea because I'm in baby mode. Like I, my kid's not even two yet. You know, those first two Oof. years you have a baby and you're just like in a whole other world. I never realized this, but like you're in a whole other world. Like You're not even in the real world. You know what I mean? Like my whole life is my baby right now. So I don't okay, know. You're going to get what, mad at me. I don't know what the fuck is going on out there in the real world. Yeah. Well, <laughs> why am I going to get mad at you? Because I couldn't help it. Yeah. <laughs> I just played a scenario with you in my head. <laughs> what, with pantyhose? Yeah. And my baby? How did my baby trigger that? <laughs> because you've had a baby, so right. you got that little pooch going. No, I had a surrogate, so I didn't have the baby in my belly. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, now you just ruined it for me. Ah, there you I'm go. Kidding. Well, that's good. I'm kidding. <laughs> But it, I, I I couldn't help it. It just does it. You That's know? so funny because the because the fat belly because you thought I have a fat belly. That's what does yeah. it for you. That's so interesting. Well, I, mean, I, mean, I not, think your wife's overly lucky. fat. But... Yeah, yeah, I get it. I get the little thing, right? That yeah. little. I wonder why. They, did you and your therapist ever talk about that? And we're going to wrap it up now because we're at an hour anyway. But last thing, like, did your therapist ever figure out why you like the pooch, the pouch, the whatever you call it? Because little... she said. She said that uh, your mom probably had mom and my aunt. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And my wife, too. So listen, we definitely have this weird attraction thing. I remember once seeing a picture of my father when he was very young and he looked exactly like one of my most hated boyfriends. But this boyfriend, he was so wrong for me. He was exactly like my father. And but I was so physically attracted to him, like horny, like beyond belief, like he had a getting it up problem, but it didn't even matter. I'd be like, put it in soft. I don't fucking care. Like, I'm going to come. And that's how. No, that's not even a joke. That's like serious shit. And it was like, so like I wrote this in my book because I did a book about all my relationships. It's like about a year after we broke up, I was looking at pictures of my father and I realized like he looked exactly like like my boyfriend looked exactly like my father when he was it. They were like spitting image. And that's when I really realized that was all like my father like everything that I played out in that relationship but you know what's kind of weird is that that sexual attraction but I think like that's like a thing I, I don't think it's that weird I think like we all go through that as a child you know so we do have those connections with like our sexual sort of arousal and like our parents in some way I don't know you know it's like it it does exist and it's normal in a way, you know what I mean? I mean, I was grossed mm-hmm. out, but I was like, that makes sense though to me that I had such a tumultuous relationship because I was like playing out that fucking daddy thing with him. And um, the turn on, the fact that I was sort of, I was like, whatever, you know, I think, you know, we all have that on some level, right? Right. And it doesn't mean we're really attracted to that person, but there is some sort of wiring that goes on when we're little. Who knows? It's weird yeah. because, you know, I have a son now, so I'm just like, should I change in front of him? If I don't wear stockings. After my story, you're not going to. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to be like, yeah, I'm not doing that. I'll be in the bathroom. Exactly. 
No, well, I don't wear pantyhose, but I'm just like, oh, is he going to really love ripped jeans, you know, when he gets older? Well, maybe you should try it now that I've taught you how to do this. <laughs> no, I wear ripped jeans. You know, that's really in style now. So when he's always like touching my knees through the jeans or, the, you know, so maybe when he's like really young, he's going to be like, hey, babe, like to his girlfriend, like, can you really rip, you know, and the probably, you know, 20 years from now, this is not going to be in style. He's like, can you please rip a hole in your pants and can we have sex? <laughs> you never know because yeah. you see these younger kids nowadays that they don't they don't wear them exactly yeah you know and they so the guys that are at their age group might not be into it later on i might be uh you know uh what do you call the last endangered species yeah like a dinosaur you're like the dinosaur maybe it's your generation species is going out yeah we'll see who knows you know i'll be doing my show hopefully 20 years from now i'll I'll remember this and and see if i see a trend because i'm always on craigslist i'm always looking for people and then people write into me you know lately i've had so many people that are just listening to my show that have been writing which is great because that's easier for me right now because i have a baby and i'm all like on craigslist having to do you know I solicit people all kinds of ways, but I just wonder 10 years from now if I go on Craigslist, there's less pantyhose. But right now, there's tons of them. And yeah, like there probably are other people that are the same like you, but yeah, you're right. Like no one's exactly like you. And that's why I do my show. And I like to talk to people for a whole year because everybody is, you know, has a unique story because they're their own person, you know, and everyone is like, very different, even though it's the same. And, you know, like I said, I think you're the tamest one, but we talked about all kinds of things on this podcast, which I think is interesting. Weird things that I wouldn't have thought we would talk about, right? You know? Right. So Absolutely. <laughs> so um, thanks so much for calling in and sharing your pantyhose story. Hank. I appreciate it. Thank okay, you. Bye. Bye-bye. Do you have a story, lifestyle, or situation you can't talk about? To anyone, to anyone. Or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show? Well, Strictly Anonymous wants to hear from you. Send us an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name. And remember, everything is Strictly Anonymous.